Welcome back to another episode of Oh That's Random Podcast. I am your host, Nerdy G. And today, we don't have any sound effects. We don't have any extra noises or anything like that. Today, I'm not working with my regular equipment, so please pardon me if I do sound a bit different. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into today's topic that I have at hand. Something that uh, I've talked about many years ago, but it's recently come back up. And so I just want to share my thoughts on this with you all. And, you know, we could talk about it after the fact. So, and what I'm really saying is basically self-destruct button. Everybody, I believe everybody has a self-destruct button. And what I mean by a self-destruct button is probably better prefaced as your comfortable zone, your your safe zone, uh, what you run back and what you do when things appear to get tough or when you don't want to handle or put up with shit or put up with drama or put up with the things that's going on in your life when you don't want to make uh, hard decisions, that type. That's what I call a self-destruct button. It's called just some people call it their safe their safe place. Some people call it their comfort zone. Whatever you may call it, I call it a self-destruct button because typically those things can lead to destructive behavior or it can hinder you from unlocking your true potential. And I'll talk about myself here a little bit and just kind of give you where it was or what it was for me. At the you know when I when I kind of realized this, so uh, I could tell you my early twenties or whatnot, early twenties, fresh out of high school, so eighteen, nineteen, twenty, probably all the way up until I was twenty two. My my self destruct button was sex. When I didn't want to deal with life, I would go and I would fuck. I would fuck my brains out. You understand? I mean, of course I was safe with it or whatnot, but I would just have sex. I was just that, and that was that was comfortable for me. That was something that I took a dive into because when I didn't want to deal with the pressures of the world, or I didn't want to deal with the pressures of, hey, you know, you're getting ready to have a baby. Not only not only are you getting ready to have a baby, but you have exams, you got final exams coming up, you got all these things that are coming up, and when you weren't when you weren't equipped. And I could honestly say this, I wasn't equipped with the best tools to go out into the world and take it on. Not saying that my parents didn't do a good job at raising me, just saying that I didn't have all the tools or I didn't have a good amount, enough tools to deal with those pressures when it came. So I dealt with them the best way I knew how to. And so like for the first four years, I'm going to say it was about a four year uh, period where that's all I did. I, I would have sex with women, and I couldn't help myself. So things would get things would get stressful, and the first thing I do is I go, I talk, I, I friend a lady, we have great conversation, and then next thing you know, we're having sex. Cool, right? Once I once I had sex, um, it took my mind off of it. I didn't worry about it. I went, took my tests, my exams, passed them, all the above, right? But that was destructive behavior. Some of you guys out there are probably thinking, why is that destructive behavior? It's destructive behavior because even if I was in a relationship at that time, if I were to get into a relationship and if my woman wasn't available to be there and 
take care of that, I would. I would. I, I would still go, and I would still have friends or female. I would still have female friends, companions, whatever you want to call them, that could go and fulfill that for me. So, yeah, it, it was. It, that's that, that's destructive behavior. That's not good for a relationship. That's not good for me because you know if I was careless or whatnot, my health was at stake. Not only was my health at stake, but the women's health was at stake too. If I wasn't careful, but I was careful, and still, you know, me being nerdy, the way that I am, I still had a seven day grace period or whatnot. So even back then, that was me. So I still took those precautions back then. And still today, I take those precautions, seven days. I'm not going to, if I have sex with you today, there's a seven-day period before I go have sex with someone else. That's just me. I want to be safe. I want you to be safe. So that's where I'm at with that. But I realized how that behavior for me, when it became, what I say, where it became destructive because when I needed to get that stress or when I needed to take my mind off the stress and I couldn't find anybody, my attitude changed. Everything changed. Attitude, thought process, and it was more like I couldn't focus. And because I couldn't focus, that was something that I had to deal with on my own. And being upset, being upset and trying to get something to, or trying to work something out that doesn't work, that doesn't work well. So for me, myself, that's what I had to do. I had to, I had to come to the realization that I was exhibiting self-destruct behavior. So when I moved on from that, you had to replace it with something. So whatever your comfort zone is, your safe place, whatever your self-destruct button is, if you want to change it, you have to replace it with something else. And so what I ended up replacing it with is something that was already there that I didn't really pay attention to, but it ended up biting me in the butt later on in life. And that was work. So for me, I put my head down and I would work. Whatever it was, school, I worked at a prison, I worked at a Brings Home, I worked at a security company, Brings Home Security, fuck it, I said, I worked at Brings Home Security uh, for a good amount of years. And I would throw myself into that. And I couldn't help it. Things get tough. Things get tr- I'm in my work. My head down. Forehead to the screen. And I'm working. And I'm, I'm getting results at my job. People are loving me at my job. I'm a likable person. I created a whole different world for myself at work. At school, I mean, you know, I would come in. I'd be dead tired from working overnights. But I would come in and I would... I would ace test. I would fall asleep in class and I would I would get up and I'm a chef. Like I said, I went to school for culinary arts and bakery and pastry. And I would get up and I would, I would fall asleep in class in some of the lectures. But when it came time to take my test, my exams, I would ace them. And the people would be there like, how, how, how do you have a better score than me? Or how did you get a better grade than me? Because you, you come in here and you go to sleep. You kind of, you kind of half-ass some shit. But I was throwing myself into my work. So those times that I weren't asleep, that I wasn't asleep, I was studying. 
I was studying. I get to school. I would get out. Of, I would get off of work at six a.m. in the morning. My class, my first class, doesn't start till nine a.m. So I would go and I would try to get at least two hours of sleep. But that first hour, because it was kind of hard for me to go to sleep, what I would do is I would study for an hour and then I would sleep until it was time for me to go to class. So that's what happened. That's that. That was that was a good thing because I got my degrees. The bad thing about that is. I missed a lot, you know. I had a I had a son at that time, and then even even with me having my son at that time, yes, I was able to spend time with him. Yes, I was able to provide for him, but I got to miss some moments that I wanted to see. You know, I got to miss some of those moments, and for me, I realized that, you know, when I wasn't with him, it was strictly work. You know. Um, my friends, I didn't do a lot of partying because I did my fair share of partying. I, I started partying early. And when I say what I mean by when I say I started partying early, I started, part, I started partying around the age of 15. I was already getting into strip clubs and going to the late night clubs and those type of things. If you're from Dallas, Texas, if you know Club, Cirque Club, Blue, all of those, I was there. If you know about Pandora's, I was there. If you know about DG's, Crybabies, DG's before DG's became what it is uh, as we know it today. I was already there in those clubs. Shout out to King's Cabaret, uh, one of the first uh, strip clubs that I went to, Ladybug down in the south. So, yeah, I mean... I wasn't I wasn't keen on going out and partying, but I missed a lot with my friends. I missed a lot of uh, celebrations with them or, you know, just kind of bigging them up and celebrating some of the success that they were having because, one, I wanted my son with me every day. That's, that's a fact. I wanted that, and that used to pain me that I couldn't have him. So what I said I would do was I will work my ass off to make sure that he's that I'm able to get him, that I'm able to get him. Uh, unfortunately, I still we we're in a different situation now. So I mean, it is what it is. But me and my son have a great relationship, and I'm and I'm, I'm proud of that. But that was the thing. I worked. I put my head down for seven seven years straight, and I worked. I graduated. I worked my ass off, but it was a self destruct button because. Things that were going on, uh, I missed. Uh, you know, the way my, when my grandfather passed, the way I got that news, voicemail. You know, I would be so dead tired after going to school and going to work, and I would come home, and this is when I still had a, a home phone with actual cordless phone. And what I would do is I would just go home. When I get out of my clothes, take a shower, lay down on the bed, and then I will just hit play on my I'll hit play on my voicemail, and it would play out loud, and that's how I got that message, which I thought was really fucked up and really shitty. But that's that's the reality of what it is. So I'm I'm not mad, but it is what it is. But those are the type of things. That's what that's what happens when you hit those self destruct buttons, or that's what happens when you go into your comfort place or your safe zone, however you want to call it. For me, I say I call it a safe zone. I call it a self-destruct button. I'm sorry. I call it a self-destruct button because it turns out it gives you uh, destructive behavior. You have destructive behavior where you'll put your work before you put your work before you put 
you know, your actual life. Some of us, you know, I feel like sex and work is just as bad as if you smoke weed, if you smoke crack, if you're an alcoholic, if you're smoking cocoa puffs, whatever your vice is, if you turn to your vice to escape life or to escape the things that are dealing directly with you, you do start having some uh, destructive behaviors. Um, for me being at work all the time and then me being able to move up and be in a different type of position. And when I say being in a different type of position, being a leader over somebody, being in one of those lead roles, when I would communicate with my family, it was a little bit hard because I'm communicating as if I'm still at work, whereas I didn't spend so much time at work that now when I look at people or when I speak to people outside of my workplace, unfortunately, that's the way that I was talking to them. And when I noticed that, it became an issue for me. It became an issue for me, so I started to work on. I started to work on that, so that I couldn't, so that I wouldn't, I wouldn't make my, I wouldn't make my family feel a type of way, family, friends. Because it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's destructive behavior. I mean, nobody wants their friend to talk to them like they're their damn supervisor. Nobody wants their friend to talk to them as if they're, you know, not smart. And not saying that I was talking to them as they weren't smart, but my tones were a little more aggressive, a little bit more aggressive, but mis misunderstood because of the lack there of actual social interaction outside of the workplace so for me when i when i realized that i missed a lot of like i missed a lot of holidays i missed a lot of holiday holidays i mean i worked i couldn't rem- i couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you a time where i didn't work on thanksgiving and so that was crazy for me i think the last time the last time I worked on a, a holiday had to be 2015. And since 2016, I have not worked on a holiday. Thank you, Jesus. But, yeah, but that all came a little bit later on in life. Um, 2014, I had walked away from a job that I had uh, that I had held for over seven and a half years. And that was me letting myself know, hey, We've done this before. We've reset our self-destruct button. It's time to do it again. But this time let's get creative. Let's let's put it let's 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 replace it with something that's gonna benefit not only you, but your family, your friends, the people around you. Let's make sure that we get that done. Let's 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 be different. So in 2014, like I say, I walked away from a, I walked away from a job that I had been in for seven and a half, seven, seven, I'm going to say seven and a half years I had been at. And then what I ended up doing was I took, I took seven months off. I took seven months off, period. I traveled. I showed up to my, my kid's school as often as I want. I moved back closer to my family. I started hanging around all my friends. I started back talking to my family members. And I just started being around more. And to get back some of that social social interaction that I had been lacking. 
because you have to get back to your roots. You can't never forget where you came from, but you also, you know, in progression, you got to you got to learn how to hold on to some of those tangible things. And it's easy, like I say, it's easy to get it's easy to get lost up in that. And so for me. At that age, was I successful? I was already successful. I was blessed enough to be able to, like I say, take off seven months and go travel and not have to worry about money, which, you know, I'm still fairly young at that at that time. I had any I haven't even cracked I wanna say I haven't even cracked uh twenty eight at that time. Yeah, I don't think I've cracked twenty eight at that time. Oh, I was getting ready to turn twenty eight. And yeah, from that point, like I say, it was I had an opportunity. I had a great opportunity to once again to reset my self-destruct button. And my self-destruct button now is not that. I would call it a comfort zone. I would call it a safe place. So anytime I don't want to deal with what's going on in the world, I call my children. I talk to my children because they make me happy and they are my world. Uh, And I love them and I'll do anything for them. And by me spending that time with them and by me having them to be able to be there to call and talk to, like, they're getting older. I know that it's going to come a time again where I'm going to have to reset that because teenagers are teenagers, right? I have a teenager right now. He's 15. He's 15 years old. He's going to be 16 at the end of the year. You know, he's already hitting me with the uh, the Zeke the Zeke stiff arm, you know what I mean? It's vicious. No, nah, Dad, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hang out with my friends, or this, that, and this. Or I'm gonna go hang out with my girlfriend, or me and my girlfriend gonna watch movies. Or no, nah, me and my friends we're gonna go watch all all of the Harry Potter movies. Like you know, it's eight of those, right? And they almost damn near two hours a piece. And he was like, "Yeah," I said, "Okay, enjoy." But I know that that's something that I'm gonna have to get used to but I'm not I don't have to do it right away but I will be have have that in my mind and be conscious of it and know that I will have to switch my what my comfort place is so that it can get out give out positive results right it's a self I call it self I still call it a self-destruct button but only self-destruct button when you when the behaviors when your comfortable zone or your safe place is just that something that leads to destructive behavior destructive behavior like i say if it's alcoholism where it brings out the ugly side like if you're angry drunk or if you you know if you having a lot of sex and you're not protecting yourself you're worrying about your health but then also too you're worrying about bringing out so many uh having so many children where you really can't provide for them or if it's the whole work thing where you don't know how to socially interact with people outside of work or if it's, you know, smoking crack cocaine, being addicted to drugs, um, if it's stealing cars, everybody has a different comfort zone. Some people shut down and just want to be quiet. Shutting down and being quiet is not healthy. We need to talk. We need to get this stress off of us. We need to address the things in our lives and we don't need to keep hitting it 
self-destruct button. Some of us live like to live in that self-destruct button room, as I would call it. There's some people out there who just need drama in their life, or there's those people who need drama in their life because there's not none in their life. They go, no, I need the drama. So they run over there and they hit the button, boom, and they'll cause drama in their life. If not their life, they'll cause drama in somebody else's life. It's a cycle that we built. It's something that we do as people, but it doesn't have to all be bad. We can find different ways to make it happen. We can find different ways to put this put this out or find a find a positive outlet, right? I, I shout out to my boy Bullet DiBiase. I mean, for him, his comfort zone, his his safe place. He raps. He puts it out there. He's he's great. He got this song called Fat Boy Fresh, too. It's out on his uh, new album, Return to the Throne. I'm jamming it. The man got bars. It's it's just that simple. That's his comfort zone. That's his. He feels he feels good when he need to go. You know, relax. Whatever he fit to go write some bars. He fit to go write some songs. It's his craft. That's where he's comfortable at. But that's positive, though, because what's going to happen is it's going to provide for him and his family. And then on top of that, just the type of guy that he is, he's going to provide for more people. He's going to he's going to let more people eat. He's going to have a team. And, you know, his team is Grind Society. You know what I mean? And they're going to everybody's going to eat. Everybody's going to be able to feed that family. That's positive. Right. That's his positive safe zone, constructive, you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm going to talk about what's going on in my life. I'm going to talk about the stresses that's going on in my life. I'm going to put it in, I'm going to put it in the flow. I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there so the world know that they're not alone. And like I said, that's why communication is very important. See, the thing is people want to know that you're going through it too. That's why we can relate to music so well. You know what I mean? Everybody has an album that at some point in their life, it was their anthem or it was their it was a soundtrack for the year. You know what I mean? Twenty ten was that for me. Twenty ten was it was take care. I mean, you can listen to that. You can listen to that from track one all the way down to the end. That's that was me at that time. I was moving up in the company. I was making money. I was somewhat of a rock star in my own right. Um, yeah, I had old females and old girlfriends wishing, you know, we were still together. They was, you know, hating on me or they was talking bad about me just because we weren't together or I didn't want to be back, be back with them because I wasn't progressing with them. There was a lot of negative energy around me. So I removed myself from that situation, but not to go off on a tangent on that. But we all just have to have some type of, we all just have to have some type of outlet, a positive outlet so that we can make things happen for us in a good way, in a good positive way. So music, if it's music, if you need to go listen to some music to be able to relate to things, then let's do that. If it's if it's spending time with your kids, do that. If it's going to teach somebody or if it's just going to be around family and friends, if it's positive, let that be your safe place, comfort zone, self-destruct button or whatever the case it may be. For me, I'm going to continue right now. It's going to be my kids. But the way things are going to go, I'm going to transfer it to be with 
this podcast because this podcast, not only on this show and the other shows that I'm producing, OSDLPodcast.com, then Monster Kill coming, and then OS Sports coming soon. Uh, it's going to be there. Like, for me, that's going to be my outlet because I got to talk to you guys about what's on my mind. This podcast here, it's a random thought. Random thoughts that I have and I share them with you. This is gonna this is gonna be transferred to be my comfort zone, my safe place where I can get on here and I can share the things in my life that 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 I'm going through that you may be going through. You know what I'm saying? Struggles you have different struggles. Struggles change. You know what I mean? Uh hopefully some of my most gruesome ones are over. Um, you know, I just pray that those that those that those are over and better days are ahead. I believe that there are better days ahead, so it's one of the I look at it that way. I'm going to keep it that way in my mind. This here is a safe place. It's a, it's, a, it's a safe place. It's a good place. It's a comfortable zone. Like I say, if you want to know that I went through it, I'm telling you, I went through it. I can share those things here, and I don't have a problem with that. But all I'm going to ask you, I'm not preaching, not preaching. Like I say, it's just a conversation. It's a random thought that... I had on my mind and I wanted to share. So I'm going to continue to share. I want you guys to keep tuning in, keep listening. Um, find out what your self-destruction is. If you Find out if you have a self-destruct button or find out if you have a comfort zone or a safe place. Is it positive? Is it negative? How is it going to impact your life? Is it impacting it for the, for the better or is it going to be, be for the worse? You know, are you going to lose control? And, you know, find yourself in a situation that's not so likely that, you know, your whole life is going to change. Not for, like I say, not for the good, but for the bad. You want something that's going to be great. Everybody wants to be great. Remember, there is greatness inside of you. It's up to you to unlock it. If you don't, be around people. Be around Be around some positive people. And I guarantee you they'll help you unlock that Um Come talk to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Let's talk about it. Like I say, I don't want to keep you too long. There's nothing. I don't want to keep you too long. And when I say this is, this is just something for you to listen to, get at, and go from there and, and take a step forward. Right? Get back to enjoying life. Love it. And... Love it, <laughs> sorry. Love it and and keep it pushing. I am Nerdy G. Be sure to follow my boy Bullet DBIC. Uh, his new album Return to the Throne is out on every uh, DSP, which would be streaming platform. For those uh, who aren't familiar with that, uh, Return to the Throne, Bullet DBIC. Check it out. He got a video dropping soon. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Facebook. If you got a Twitter, get out there. Find him on Twitter. But Fat Boy Fresh, that's one of my favorite songs off the album. Uh, go check it out. Once again, I'm nerdy. Get back to enjoying life. Love y'all. Until next time, I'm out.